With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's up, everybody? This is Clark Schmidt here, pitcher for the New York Yankees. And you are listening to the boys of 161st Street, the greatest Yankee podcast in the world. Thank you guys for tuning in. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the boys of 161st Street, episode 83. We got some Yankees news to talk about. Today is January 4th, a Monday. Put the episode as Tuesday while you're listening. But we got a lot to talk about. Some power rankings, a little Puig, question mark. Tanaka, I might have to take a bullet for the guy. And a couple other things, but let's get down into it. Okay, 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 okay. Welcome back to Boys 161st Street. Today you got me, Luke, uh, you got Murph, Chandler Bing, and you got Damon. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. New Year episode. The last episode was a Christmas episode. I gave you the guys the song. I do not have a song for New Year's because those don't exist. If there was, I would have, of course, been in the Songs lab exist writing for New Year's? something. No, they, what? Name uh, one New Year's song. Um, uh, what's the song they play when the ball drops? We'll come back to you. The ball, the ball <laughs> drops. Settle for a New Year's jingle. Give no, me a what New is Year's it, What's the song they play? Is it uh, uh, fuck me? What's it called? Let me look it up. Okay, we'll come back to you. Moving but, on. That's why I do not have a song. Is clearly they don't exist. But how was everybody's New Year's? I hope everybody listening had a great New Year's. Murph, what'd you do? Anything special? Uh, yeah, I uh, I went up to Lake Placid. And uh, just kind of boozed around the town a little bit. It was fun. <laughs> Booze around the town. We're hoping to have some New Year's news. Like, I was expecting... Sometimes that happens. And as soon as the year turns, like, oh, Monday after, like, today we could add some DJ news. Of course we do not. And it's just a waiting game. We're not going to sit here and continue to talk about, oh, I hope DJ comes in. Because whenever we ask you guys for DMs and questions, everybody says... When's DJ coming back? Like, we don't know. You don't know. They don't tell us shit. So we're here talking about everything else under the sun. And, uh, yeah, Chandler, how was your New Year's? Uh, it was all right. I sat on my couch. I had an Oceans Marathon, you know, 11, 12, and 13. And uh, nice. at like 1030. That was about it. 1999 by Prince is the number one New Year's song. So there's That's no not the one. The number one New Year's song, and nobody knows it. So, There's, it says what does that tell you? New Year's Day by U2, New Year's Day by by Bon Jovi. I'm stretching it here. I'm stretching it. I think yeah. there there is one. I I don't know what song they play when like the ball drops. It's like whatever. Let's move on. Fireworks, Katy Perry. Oh, actually, there is That's one. That's not New a New song. Year's song. Fireworks <laughs> by Katy there Perry. There is one. So, there is one. Right? What's it called? After the ball dropped. Uh, Craig Robinson, the guy that plays Daryl on The Office, uh, had a little rendition uh, on this whatever. Is I think Stop. it was like NBC, whatever it was. It was actually kind of fun. Anyway, uh, let's get it started. I would have given you like the, you, you just walked past. Raise your glass. I would have given you that. That that might be good. No, raise my. I ain't past that. That was, was by Pink. Raise your glass if you. No, I don't know. See, I told you I would sing. There you go. No. Let's get into the Yankees news. Yeah. So, recently they uh, w- who came out with the power rankings? MLB.com. MLB.com came out with some power rankings way too early, of course. But is it that early? You got three months into the season, so I mean it is too early because a lot of the teams are not set. And uh, honestly, that that's why we aren't doing roll call episodes, as you know. And if you're new to the show, we do roll call episodes once the team is set. We're actually going to get it started with the players that we do know are going to be on the team, like the Aaron Judges of the world and people like that. So 
Uh, stay tuned for that. We do 15-minute mini-episodes about every player on the Yankees. If you haven't heard them before, they're a lot of fun. We basically dive into them, predict. We reflect on what they did last year, project what they're, we're thinking they can do in the future and this year. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. Just all of our feelings about specific players really get a little, into a lot more detail than we would otherwise. So those are going to get going. So because we don't really have much to talk about, so we hit the uh, hit the old go button a little earlier than we would have usually done it. But on, we we put them out sometimes twice a week, maybe three times. We haven't decided yet, but it's gonna be a lot of mini mini content. Always check the podcast app, see if we put out a new one. We'll release the schedule when we're gonna start posting them regularly. But yeah, keep an eye out for those. But anyway, back to the weights power related rankings. power rankings. Weights related power rankings. Um. Yeah, so I think this is this is just updated. It was on January second, so three days ago from when everybody is listening. Um, given all the transactions that has, that have happened in the offseason so far, we got um, number one Dodgers. Can't wait, we, wait, can't, wait, wait, can't wait. argue with that. You're the breaking news guy. I had to give you the breaking news. I appreciate that. That was a good timing. A little delayed on it, but I'll, 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 I'll be delayed, better next but time. I but like breaking it. news. Breaking news. Three days ago. Um, Dodgers number one. Anyone, no one can argue that, right? I mean, they're, they've earned that number one spot for, ah! for a reason. I, I don't think anybody can... You can't argue that Give right a now. great argument, but like you can talk Padres. Yeah, but they I, haven't played yet. Like well, I get it. I'm just saying it, it, maybe... One percent of people would toss them in the conversation, but continue. Yeah, I mean, one so would assume the second place would be. One would assume Padres number two. That's what I was so saying. That one makes, would that, assume that. that makes sense, right? I mean, they're they're spending money like uh, they don't they have they're all the money in the world. We mentioned it last episode. We they got Blake Snell by the time we uh, last week by the time we posted last episode. And we were talking about the U Darvish deal, which we didn't know the details of it. But why don't we? Break that down a little bit because they they gave up absolutely nothing for you, Darvish. Did they not? I didn't really look too deeply into the deals, but I don't think they gave up much. I didn't recognize any of the names that they gave they up. They gave up, up Zach Davies, who's like a three or four starter. And then Heard of him before, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I don't really know. Zach Davies had a couple good years, I think, recently, actually, last year and the year before, I think. But they're getting clear upgrade in you, Darvish. And, and Snell, obviously. I mean, that's that was separate, though. I'm talking about this deal. They gave up next to nothing for you, Darvish. Oh. And why don't we tie that back in before we continue these power rankings and react to them. Would you guys have liked to see, now that we know you, Darvish, was given up for next to nothing, and you honestly, did you guys see the comments of you, Darvish? He's like, I thought the Cubs would. He found out on Twitter. Yeah, he didn't. <laughs> he had no idea he got traded. He, he found, found out on Twitter. Like, with the rest of us. Yeah. And, and then he had some comments, I think it was yesterday or the day before, where he was saying, I, you know, I thought the Cubs had a, like a team in place that can compete. I thought we could get after it. I didn't see us as sellers. And, I mean, in, in his own words, this is, I'm just paraphrasing, but he, he didn't expect this. And, I mean, we did hear the Cubs' names coming up a lot in, you know, trade rumors and stuff like that. But I didn't expect a, a guy who had just had a Cy Young year. But, I mean, if you're going to be sellers... This is a classic sell-high situation. This is exactly what I was uh, hoping for. Not hoping, but I was pushing for to get rid of Luke Voigt on a, on a high note like that. Because yeah. you, Darvish, who knows if this is a fluke. And then you look at guys like Trevor Bauer, who are capitalizing on this market, most likely. And when you look at the rest of his stats, I don't know if everybody has looked at it. We've talked about this before, but his stats as his career are nothing too fucking crazy. Nothing, nothing like the, the player that he actually is and the player that he's going to get paid to be, Trevor Bauer this is, are yeah. two completely different players. He's a 3-9 career ERA. He's made one all-star team. I, obviously, there was no all-star game last year, but like he hasn't had a great resume. And but he's going to get, get paid last year. Yeah, he's going to get paid for as somebody who is like a Garrett Cole, which is kind of ridiculous. And it that, is kind of ridiculous. And that's how the market is playing this year, which is why I think it's smart on the Cubs to sell him high. They are losing a Cy Young pitcher. and I mean, now now what do you do for the Cubs? Are you going to get rid of Kyle Hendricks too? Because we could use Kyle Hendricks. I know a lot of people were talking about going after him. Yeah. I mean, there was, I mean, the crazy part is, though, is that they were still saying that the Padres are still not out on him. On who? On, on Hendricks. They're not out on him? Or yeah, they are? They're not yet. They've got they. I mean, maybe not now because they've given up half their farm system. But they had 
the pieces to make those kind of deals. They definitely still have enough in the tank to get yeah. if they really want to. They'd have scraps in the farm system afterwards, but yeah. I mean, I respect it though. At least they're trying to win. Yeah, they're doing something to put together. A they're doing. Roster. They're doing everything they can to win the next two years, which is what I wish we were doing. The Padres are literally doing what I said we should do in that offseason episode. I said, "How can you look at this team?" And just say, run it back. Like, I am willing to risk the future, whatever, everybody who isn't named Jason Dominguez. And if you're going to get whatever, I mean, it depends what you get in return. Maybe even him. I'm just saying the mentality should be just fucking send it. Yeah. Do what they're doing. And what they're doing, and if they're not out on guys like Hendricks, too, who would be a fantastic number four guy in their rotation, who had coming off another great year as well. Like... I would have liked the Yankees to go after guys like you, Darvish. And like I've said before, I'm not a prospect hugger. I'm, I, I like prospects, don't get me wrong. But I do wish in this moment we would just unload the farm and just go after it. And we're not. I mean, it's a weird year for it because this offseason is so different. Everybody lost money last year. There's no idea what the season's going to hold going into the season. Um, and there's teams like the Padres that are trying to take advantage of it. And I think that at the end of next year, they're either going to seem really, really smart for kind of flipping the table or they're going to seem really, really stupid for taking that kind of a risk in a season, like an off season that's going into such a season that's so unpredictable. But I think that the Cubs are actually pretty smart to kind of take advantage of that and sell while they can because it's such an unpredictable year, like I said. So if I mean, I'm a team that's not a contender like the Cubs, really, like, I'm I'm thinking about selling the Rays. Same thing. There, I think they're smart. The Yankees aren't in a position to sell, obviously, but I respect the teams that are selling. I think the Padres have a kind of a lot of balls. Yeah, doing what they're, you the, respect the teams that are selling. What? That's no fun. Yeah, it's no fun, but it's smart. I mean, if, it, if, I you're, mean, not, Cubs, if you're not they're... a legitimate contender and you have people to sell now, is probably a good time to do it. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, the, the Cubs are windows closing. I mean, Chris Bryant's about to hit a, his free agent year. They're going to trade him anyway. Oh. I mean, Javi Baez is coming up on his free agency. Everybody's getting older. Hayward's kind of washed. I mean, Hendricks is getting older. Darvish is 34. Lester's a free agent. It, it makes sense. Yeah. I, Let's I circle see what you're back. Saying. Let's circle also back to the got, Yankees. They also just got rid of Theo Epstein. They got a new GM, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's circle back to the Yankees. So, would you guys have liked to see, now knowing the U Darvish deal, would you like to see the Yankees do a similar deal to that? If you could show me what they would have given him up. All right, let's like say up for him, probably. Let's say Most I mean, if they they gave up Zach Davies, so let's make a comp there. Uh, I mean, let's say a Paxton or, or J Hap or something like Montgomery, someone who's not crazy good. Not maybe not even Montgomery. I think uh, let's say Montgomery. We gave up right. Montgomery. Montgomery is a pretty good comp. We give up Montgomery. Montgomery, a top ten prospect, and another Montgomery Florial and uh, was it three people they gave up? Yeah, I think regardless, so. any any way we build this, I would say yes, absolutely. I would have liked would the Yankees too. to do that. I think there's no doubt you should pull the trigger on that, and it kind of infuriates me that they didn't. Yeah, there's only a couple of names that you could throw in there that would make me not. Want yeah, to but do. I exactly. think That's most people most people are yes is, for that. Whatever it is, I would have said yes for. It. Yeah, for you're you're getting a guy who's coming off a year like that again. I know I'm kind of contradicting myself because I'm saying sell high it makes sense, but also you're getting a guy who is coming off. A talent, a very productive year like that. So well, Darvish um, had a good back end of 2019, and before he had Tommy John, he was a perennial Cy Young guy too. I mean, if he he was bad, he was so good on the Rangers. No, he was bad after he got to Tommy John. Like there, no, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Up until he got Tommy John, he was badass. He was right. so good. Can we make and a then, fucking move? Like, John, can we make a fucking move? Is anyone else losing their fucking mind? I mean, I'm sorry. I'm trying to keep my composure. But I simply cannot. It's just, like, I, I don't know how this team thinks that they can just, like, not do anything. Like, it, it, it's coming to the point where it's just going to be DJ. Yeah. It's going to be it's DJ. On. No, we did make a move. We signed Socrates Brito. We've got to right. keep our composure. <laughs> We've got to. Who's who? They signed who? Socrates Brito. Oh, the future. the Blue Jays for, like, like, five games, and then he's a career sub 200 hitter a oh, world series you back mean, on. you don't know the name <laughs> world series back on socrates brito hitting out of the here fucking leadoff hole if we don't bring back dj oh my god is he a hitter or a pitcher what are we talking here he's a hitter he's hitting leadoff then if what we don't bring back dj i think we are going to bring back dj but i really am nervous that that's going to be the only move and the and more days that go really by can't be 
uh, yeah, I agree. Like the more days it goes by, like, the the lesser our chances are of signing anybody else. I feel like we talked about it time and time again. Like they need to solidify the DJ deal before they go out and make any other deals. It seems like because then if they make this deal and then they have no other money to spend or have no other assets to give away, like what like, what are they doing? So I don't know. It's just it's really frustrating. I feel like every other contending team is caring about making moves and trying to improve their team. Finish out the it's power rumors for the Yankees. Like, all the contending teams, like, or at least people on the brink of contention, you see stuff every day, and, you know. So it's the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays are in on every free agent. Everything that comes around, it's the fucking Yankees signed Socrates Brito. No offense to the guy. Don't know anything about him. Offense. But whatever. Offense to the guy. Anyway, <laughs> we have Dodgers, Padres, too. And now we get into a discussion where I – the Yankees are number three. <laughs> And given the way we've been talking about this team for the past couple of weeks and the way that other teams are making moves, I just don't see that being a very good ranking, in my personal opinion. I think we're, I think we're a little high compared to the couple of other teams. What do you guys think? Can I, I ask one thing? On. What's up? Right, so I didn't know, like blindly going into this, I didn't know the power rankings yet. And I would have guessed we were maybe five. But yeah. I, just before we talk about it, is there like a description as to why they're three? Or did it just kind of list them? Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, <laughs> it says. Opinion, man. It says, unlike the Dodgers, the Yankees, Yankees' need for a starting pitcher is more pressing. Garrett Cole says it's all at the top. Beyond that, Yankees' upgrades are warranted. A slow-moving offseason for the Yanks has, mo- has been mostly about DJ LeMayhew and whether he's going to resign or go elsewhere. Um, it's not a reading podcast, clearly. I mean, do you want me to finish? <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, that makes a lot of sense because but they, we that's, talk that's about how we want that's news. That's all I say. We talk about how we want news all the time, and we obviously we do. But the re- like that makes a lot of sense that the reason it's so slow is because it's all contingent on whether DJ, whether we get DJ or not. So they're, they're, they're shooting themselves in the foot, though, because they're like, you know, they they know, and everyone knows that he is the the block in the in their path to doing anything else. But Lemayhi was said, "Here's what I want," and they're like, mm, "What do you think about this?" And they like, there. It sounds like it's non negotiable, and they're kind of just they're being their own roadblock right now, which is so fucking frustrating. It's not like we're waiting on all these other people. It's literally just us shooting ourselves in the foot. That ranking is with the assumption that DJ's a Yankee. And that is. I think so too. That's why we should not. I mean, be he's the picture on the right fucking now. cover. He's the picture on the cover. It's LeMayhew. As it sits right now, we're not number three. Who's number four? Number four is the Braves because they're probably I higher than us three. right now because they can feel the team. They have a rotation that we do not have, and they can feel the team. That, that's yeah, it. Because they've made moves to improve the rotation. They saw the flaw and they made a move. It's like it makes sense. They have a God. top three rotation. Yeah, I think. Like the Padres now probably have a better rotation. The Dodgers have a better rotation. The Mets could if they were a little deeper. But I, I think the Braves are really good. I yeah, the Braves are really good, and they the and they you know I think the NL East is shaping up to be a more competitive division with the Mets. But um, I mean, it just worries me again. I'm going to keep saying it. I, it really worries me that the Yankees are going to get DJ, and that's it. And and another thing too, like we always say. On, on our social media and everything like that, we're talking about getting these guys and like other guys, and everybody comments like, "Oh yeah, but like get DJ." And, like obviously we're after DJ, but like that can't be it. Like if we just bring DJ back, and I think it might be it, but like that cannot be it. Like, yeah, we've said before this off season started when our wish list would be to get DJ back, obviously, and then I mean you're losing Tanaka and you're losing Paxton, so at the very least you. Or maybe you're not losing Tanaka. We'll get into that later. But at the very least, you need to bring, you need to fill their spots because I don't think, I think Debbie is going to start on the rotation, but I don't think Clark Schmidt is, and Severino is coming back halfway through the year. So you have holes, and Johnny Lasagna is not a a stopper in that rotation. He should not be in a rotation. Let him be the reliever he's designed to be. Every time he's come out of the bullpen, not every time, he still makes me sweat a little bit. He but sucks. my God, he's done like fine, and he's done fine out of the bullpen. Regardless, we're on the same page that he does not belong in a five-man rotation. He doesn't belong in a seven-man rotation. He's, yeah. I don't, I don't want him touching the rotation, and that's just clear holes you have to fill. Montgomery, okay, I can deal with him. He looked pretty 
decent in that last okay, start. Okay, but Montgomery's a five starter, not a three. I get it. Two. I'm, that's what I'm getting at. Like, I'd, I'd, oh, I know. I'm agreeing with you. I'm, I'm just good with Debbie. Sorry. I'm good with Montgomery. I'm good with Cole. We got to figure out other things. We got to figure out, like, are we bringing Tanaka back? Do you guys want to talk about that right now? I mean, what did you say before? He said that Tanaka first was like, I mean, they were playing with the Yankees and going to Japan. And now he's like listening to other offers. That's, that that's where we're at right now. He's not listening to other offers. Yeah, he is. No, he is. He, he is? is now? It came out like a, couple, like a day ago. I was going to take a bullet for this fucking guy because he said he's Yankees or Japan. No. Which is great. That would bode well for us because then we don't have to compete with another MLB team. No, he had he had a... I'll look for the article right now as you guys are talking, but um, the headline was Tanaka's looking as considering other spots in the MLB so besides the Yankees. What was that other nonsense that just said he was other... No, well, I saw another headline today that was like Tanaka seriously, seriously considering going back to Japan. So what was Here that? Here we go. Tanaka, this fucking score app is terrible. What was you that? Probably, what, so what was that article that was saying that it was the leverage? If the if he doesn't go to the Yankees, then he's he's back in Japan. That was an article that came out before so this that's new just one. False. Yeah. So this new article says Tanaka says he'll consider signing with MLB team besides Yankees. So we were just lied to. Um, I, I still think he's gonna go that back. Completely. To I think that was my just, whole opinion on him i was so excited when that when that came out i was like you know what fuck it bring it back i don't care yeah, i don't care if he tosses Friday. up a 10 era i want this man back or i want to jump in front of a fucking train for him i don't care either but now that that's true now that just derails that whole thing so i think he's well 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 how the turntables <laughs> my tables have turned on him i know i no I, longer I, want to knock it back I think he genuinely is going to go back to Japan if the Yankees don't sign him. Yeah. I think that he just saw the reality of the situation is that the Yankees really need starting pitchers. And if he's saying he's going to listen to other teams' offers, the Yankees might be more inclined to sign him. I think it's a leverage thing. That's true. That's a good point. I mean, but let's say Tanaka goes back to Japan. Let's say he ends up not being on the Yankees. Because, again, now it looked like I, like I would be willing to bring him back to the Yankees had it been that initial article that came out. But now it's like, whatever. Now, goodbye, Tanaka. He's probably going to go back to Japan. He's a, a superhero in Japan. He had like a 1-1 ERA when he was playing for whatever, the some the Kyoto Dragons or something. I don't know. It was something, a team like that. I, don't I think know. they were like the Golden Eagles. Yeah, something like that. But either way, like he he's a hero there. We might as well go back. And with that being said, we need we had, that's another spot to fill. So like, even, Let me ask you this. Even if like we we have spots to fill, we need to get other people. If we can't, we can't just get DJ again. That's another point to show that he it cannot be the only move we make. Let me ask you this then: How much would you pay him? Like, what's the most? Let's say per year, because I don't know. Tanaka doesn't matter. Yearly, what is the most you'd pay him and be comfortable with? Probably like, say two year deal, twelve million. Two, I was about, I, I was gonna I, say twelve. That's exactly the that number. Was, I was that was the say. number in my head. You reading my mind? I am. That Wait, is exactly made, the number. He made twenty-two million last year. No, but that was a dumb contract. He's not making that no matter like, what. He, well, he signed that, that deal when he was twenty-five. Coming I, yeah, off. I know. I'm just coming from the Golden Eagles on a one-one ERA. I'm giving the people the co- the context. He made twenty-two million last year. Yeah, he's not yeah, getting I, that. That's that number though makes twelve seem reasonable. Who makes twelve? Who's a player comp that makes twelve? I don't know. I don't have stats just coming Accident. out of the wazoo. I was doing some research for this. What do you got? Uh, give me like. I think Come Paxton on. made ten. Huh? I think Paxton made ten last year. Yeah, Paxton, but also was coming off. He he was paid to do better than what he was. Right. No, I'm. Who's that's an what I'm average saying, That's what you signed him for. Yeah. I, I I either way, I'm good with twelve, and I don't think the Yankees do it. I I, I would well, honestly. Carl- Carlos Carrasco, Carlos Carrasco, Tanner Rourke, Aaron Nola. That's exactly uh, what I think Tanaka is in the ballpark. underpaid, but yeah. I think those are I all. I agree, but he's also in his rookie Zach deal. Britton made 13 last year. These are all ballpark players in where Tanaka sits at. And honestly, I, I'd rather, if we were going to give $12 million to somebody, I'd rather go out and get a guy like Kyle Hendricks, who's probably similar in that range of, uh, of salary. I don't, I don't know off the top of my head. Well, but, we'd have to give up a lot to get him. Hendricks was on there too. I think he was like eleven something. Yeah, I'd rather but have I mean, a guy like that. Hendricks who... is more than just money. You're talking about Kyle Hendricks? The cu- yeah, the Cubs. The Kyle Cubs Hendricks. Yeah, we'd have to trade for him. That's the problem. I don't really yeah, give a shit. I'm, I'm everybody, everybody, and their mother would sign Kyle Hendricks for twelve million a year. 
I'm just saying, if it were him or Tanaka, I'd rather go with the guy that doesn't have a, his arm hanging off his, his body. I mean, yeah, and I'd rather have Randy Johnson than Jordan Montgomery. Okay, but... come on. These are, you, you're comparing you Randy that, Johnson to Kyle Hendricks? No, 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 no. I'm saying maybe, that's kind of what you're saying. We're not, just paying, we're not just paying Kyle Hendricks $12 million a year. It's not like he's a free agent. I get it, but I'd rather, if we're comparing the two, I'd have, rather have a Kyle Hendricks Kyle Hendricks-esque player, or a player of Tanaka's caliber that doesn't have a fucking looming injury. Over that's the thing with him. I don't want he's he's a Tommy John, just ready to happen. Like, well, that's why you sign him to a one or two year deal because realistically, he's probably gonna get surgery before he goes back to Japan. Mm-hmm. I don't even care at this point. If the, if the I wouldn't be upset either way. I think I just want them to fucking make a move. Yeah. Like, like what do you? The problem doing is whatever here? move they make. It's going to be the wrong one. If not DJ, <laughs> could potentially hinder the DJ deal. So, like... Why? Kind of, what does that why say, say to so DJ LeMay? they got to stay under the, the cap. That's what they're trying to do. Do we? Are we the Athletics? We're the New York Athletics. Are we a poverty team? We've been they're saying trying that to stay under the 212. Apparently, we are. That's why. That's why. Otherwise, the blank check to DJ if they had all the money in the world. It's not the reality this year. At, the, at least, like, the A's. Check. Like, I think what he's asking for is pretty reasonable. But I know what you're saying. I just... That I agree with. If we're going to be a poverty yeah. team, at least be good at analytics. We've got the worst analytics department I've ever seen. Like, I'd rather be <laughs> the A's at this point. If we're going to spend the same amount of fucking... I mean, no, I know we pay a lot more. If we're going to be cheap, guys. don't give me the... fucking Debbie and Jay hat piggybacked. And that never, I, if I ever see that again, that... that I, this is going to be a talking A's podcast. Is because they don't have money. We yeah. have money. We can't be the A's. I mean, we yeah. shouldn't try to be. Anyway, moving on. Guess what you're saying. Moving on. Uh, I'll I scoot- declare bankruptcy. Anyway, I'll skim through these because we'll skim through these. Dash but how? We got. Um, other, like, what did you say? I was going to say, any other like surprising ones on that list? Yeah, that's what I was going to get to. So we had Twins at 5, White Sox at 6, A's at 7, Mets at number 8. The Mets, at the end of last year, were at 19 hot in the, take. In the, the power rankings. Right that, that is a little hot take. The other cool, the other, <laughs> not cool, but the interesting thing was that the, the Rays were number 2 at the end of last season. And now I think they're at, 10. what, 16 or something? Yes, they're at 10. Oh, they yeah. sold. They sold. I mean, they lost more than they lost now. That's reasonable. Yeah, but I'm like, surprised the White Sox are below the Twins. I would say that. That's surprising to me. Uh, I'm not shocked the Rays I feel like the White 10. Sox need to figure it out still. If they have the tools, I just I don't know if they've figured the whole thing out yet. I, I agree with – except for the Yankees at three, I think – wait, who was four? Sorry. Uh, the Braves. Four I the think Braves. The, I think on that list, the Yankees should be four. And then otherwise, if you flip the Yankees and the Braves, I could agree with the power ranking. Where are the Astros? Astros are at 13. Because <laughs> they're losing Springer. They're yeah. losing. Who else are they losing? Um, well, the other guy. I forget his name. They're better than 13. Brantley. They, I think Springer I think and Brantley 13. both gone. Two huge players. They're losing their one and two hitters. I mean, I don't know. The only the only teams that are considerably worse than them will be like what the Cardinals the and well, the, the Rays, Rays. The Rays, I will honestly, I I agree with them dropping to ten because they outkicked their coverage. They were the Cinderella story. They weren't number two throughout Talent-wise, last year. They like, were they, two the way they were playing. They're a great team. Don't get me wrong, but they played hot and they finished hot. Like they. They're back down to in terms of on paper talent. They're that's where they rank, and they lost Snell, so they bumped down a little bit too. So that that I think to me is a good teams good like spot. that have one year to make a run, and then after that they drop off. Mm-hmm. They're not a dynasty by any means. They don't have the money to be a dynasty. They can't retain anybody. Yeah, there was something that was that Scott Boris said the other day. He was like the the Rays are a farm system for other teams or something like that. Well, that's like that's the whole money, like the movie Moneyball. It's like the A's were a farm system for the Yankees and the yeah. Red Sox. You know, it's the same thing. That's just how baseball is. Yeah. So, we, in other news, we get this. That's baseball season. That's baseball right. season. So today, that was today or yesterday? That was the, two days the ago. Puig, Three days ago. news. Uh, Puig news. That was recently. That was. That was today. So that was Puig, today. Puig is being mentioned in four hours ago. to the Yankees, Red Sox, and a few other teams, and. I pose the question to you all. Would you like the Yankees to make a move for Puig? I don't think it'll be a high AAV contract. I think it's not going to be too much considering his off-the-field stuff and he hasn't played in like a year or so. 
because of the COVID situation that happened when he signed with the Braves last year. So he's been a free agent since... I mean, he was, he was on the Braves for a hot second. And then he did he had COVID That's and they... Yeah. yeah, and then they didn't end up going to the Braves. It was a shortened season anyway. So he was a free agent last year for all intensive purposes. And now... What? Now, would, would you guys like the Yankees to go after Yasiel Puig? Originally, when I saw this, I was a hard no. And I thought it was the stupidest thing in the world until I saw, um, I forget who tweeted it, said what his offers were at the beginning of last year. And, like, it was all pretty incentive-based contracts with, like, a $2 million base for a year. And if we can give him $2 million and pay him off of incentives, I'm actually kind of okay with it. Yeah. Otherwise, no fucking way. If you pay him over five million dollars a year, absolutely not. Yeah, I agree with that. Kind of leads me. I agree, and it kind of leads me down another path because I feel like with an ego like him, you're not paying him to be a role player necessarily. Because I mean, that was his big riff with the Dodgers initially. So that makes me think that there's more in the pipeline, and beyond that, it makes me think that DJ is more of a plan B as far as up the middle goes. Um. Because why else would it take this long? And I know that's it might be pessimistic or kind of dumb, but I mean, it's been four months now since the end of the season, October, November, December, whatever, three months. <laughs> By this time, you know, you know. I mean, I feel like they're trying to work something else out. And if you're looking for options in left field, who's in left field right now? Clint Frazier. Who's somebody they've been trying stud. to trade? What are you trying to say? Huh? What are you trying to say about Clint? Nothing. I love Clint. All right. I'm just saying. I'm, page. I'm saying Clint Frazier's in left field right now. That's he's great. not going to take over for Judge. He's not going to take over for Hicks. I think he's the most expendable and the most lucrative in a trade package. So, I f- bottom line is, I feel like this. if this is true, then there's more on the horizon. Yeah, here's what I think about that. I don't think that the signing of Yasiel Puig is... It's, it's, I don't think it's an either-or situation. They're not mutually exclusive. I think the two things, if we, I don't think it's like if we get Puig, then we don't get DJ. I don't think it's a plan B. I think signing Puig, I think it's a low-cost contract with high, super, super, super high upside. And I think it makes a ton of sense. And I would love the Yankees to go after Yasiel Puig. And I, the, we put up a poll, and it's like 50% now. I would like to see... The reasons, if you guys have any, to not go after him. Because when you look at the starting road, the outfield right now as it sits, the two guys, two of the guys, three of the guys, actually, if you count Clint's concussions, which I would, uh, he had a healthy last year. But, I mean, he also got hurt at some point last year. But it's a short season. And all of the three outfielders that are scheduled to be starters have injury history. So let me Let me clear this up real quick. Can I clear this up? I'm not saying that that necessarily – I don't think those are mutually exclusive. I don't think it's DJ or Puig. I'm just saying I feel like if you're looking at Puig seriously, there's more on the horizon. That would involve a trade. For Clint? I mean – Trade away, somebody, Clint, you're saying? Trade away, Clint. Get pitching. Get Why? Why do you think Clint that, why do you think oh, that no, means – Oh, no, no. I get what you're saying. It's saying it opens I get that because Puig's be such an open. egomaniac, psychopath – why are you signing him to be a bench cancer? I don't think if you need. Si- if you're signing Puig, you're signing him to start, in my opinion. Puig I mean, that was a, this whole. Like no, I said, that was Puig this whole problem. Ve- I don't agree with that I mean, at he, all. He didn't. He didn't play last year, and he's a shell of what he just, was. Yeah, right just yeah, just because he thinks he's an all star doesn't mean you have to sign him to be a starter. If you're coming to the Yankees, there's. I, well, allegedly, I understand that, but if he's got other suitors, why would he come to the Yankees to sit the bench? That's because true. He'd be, uh, usually he'd be getting paid more, but he wouldn't in this case because the Yankees are a poverty team. But, I mean, he's going for a World Series. And I think him coming to the Yankees, he played in other teams, and he wasn't necessarily the everyday starter. Like the Dodgers, he mixed in and out. I know they did that weird thing in the yeah, World Yeah, the Dodgers Series. have always done that, though. But I'm just well, saying. I know, but I really, think, about it, think about his time at the Dodgers. That's what led to him leaving the Dodgers was because he was being rotated in and out. I don't think he has a choice at this point. I think he's it's it's beyond him being like I'm the starter. I'm gonna get that wherever I go. I think it's if you want to win the World Series and actually have a chance to win it, you're probably not gonna be the everyday starter. You're gonna mix in and out. And I don't think he has much leverage sitting out an entire year. And everybody knows his off the field stuff. But my point being as to why I wanted to go after Puig is because, like I said, there's so much injury history in the starters and our depth as well. Like Talkman sat down sometimes and. Who do we even really believe in Talkman? And like you got other players, like 
that you know nothing about, and we're actually way thinner in the outfield than we ever even thought of. Stanton's not even going to play the outfield ever again, so he's a DH. So when you look at all of those things, it, we're one injury away from Tyler Wade being like an everyday rover. <laughs> like I, That's why I'm saying yeah. if you get Yasiel Puig, then you get a capable, if not he thinks he's a starter, okay. We're, we're one injury away that's most likely going to happen. Hicks has never played a full season in his entire life. Judge has played one semi-full season. I think he had 153 games in his rookie year that he uh, won the MVP. I'm gonna I'm gonna count him as the MVP there. But like we're one injury That's away. Right. We're one like, one fly ball to left field and Clint runs into the wall, concusses himself again to having Tyler Wade filling in in whatever spot it may be, or Brett Gardner if we bring him back. And that's another thing: are we bring him back, Brett or. No. Would you rather bring back Brett or Yasiel Puig? I think it's Puig. a no-brainer Puig. No matter, I don't care about the whole Brett Gardner being... I do care about him being like a great Yankee and everything, but I'd rather take the talent. I, I'm so past the, the great Yankee stuff now. Like, let's just get some talent. Like, let's... We got enough people. Judge is a big enough Yankee pinstripe guy. The torch was passed from Gardner to him. He can hold the pinstripes and keep everybody in line. Glaber will do his thing where he just snickers and laughs and shit. And like, that, that's just that. We, we can just go after talent now. I'm all in on Puig. So let me pose the question to you guys. Is it across the board Puig over Gardner to bring back if, we, if that was an option? If there's a choice, yeah, I think... I think they're the same price, too. I think we get... Here's the thing. I think they're, they're, obviously, they're two completely different players. But I, I do think that signing Puig will probably be the more logical decision if it was either or. And it kind of gives... Um, I don't know. In my opinion, it kind of gives the other players who have been wanting to kind of get more reps like Clint Frazier, it kind of officially passes the torch to them, which I think is what we've all, all kind of wanted. So I think when you keep Brett Gardner around, you're still kind of holding on to it. And the way that Aaron Boone has managed his team is that if he's on this team, if Brett Gardner's on the team, he's going to be playing. And that is just a continuous of just holding all these things back. So um, if, if I had a choice, I, I would probably go with Puig, but Again, you know, what, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And I think that, like we guys were saying before about the other suitors, like you have the Red Sox, the Astros, the Marlins, and the Orioles who have all been interested in Puig. And I think he starts on all those teams besides the Yankees, in, in my opinion. Just to dial it back a little bit, I agree with you, Damon, but really you went on like this big tangent, and uh, I had like five points. What I do best, I baby. Include. No, I know. Um, but to dial it back a little bit to the whole um, – Jeez, I can't remember. But the point that I wanted to mention was I think the reason that Puig is looking towards the Yankees is because he has no leverage, like you said. And every team that could ever want him is going to offer him the same thing. It's going to be low-based, incentives-based because he's such a liability. So they don't want to invest, you know, $10 million in him. They want to give him $2 million with incentives to kind of, you know, make him want to actually, like, play and see it through so he can get his money. And – um when it when you look at that, he basically can handpick whatever team he wants to go to, and I think the reason that he wants to try to go to the Yankees is because he, he's a fit there. Because, like you said, they're one injury away from him playing in a big market that he's used to, and it just seems like it could be, in his mind at least, a good fit for him if he's not going to make any other any more money elsewhere. Yeah, if you sign Puig, he if you sign Puig, and then he's let's say he's on the Yankees, we do the roll call episodes. I can see myself saying right now, if I were to do the Yasiel Puig Yankee roll call episode, I would be like, he is going to be the majority starter in the outfield this year. He's going to get as much playing time as, if he is a Yankee, he's probably going to have as much playing time as any other outfielder on this team because of injuries. And that's just the way it's going to be. Well, because of injuries. I was, that's yeah, what I'm I was saying. Gonna, the most yeah, likely I, scenario I was is... I heavily disagree. No, no, no. Yeah. Not, not based on, like, coach's decision, whoever plays. No, 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 no. I'm saying... For that caveat, I was fucking geared up already. Yeah, I was like, I was like, like no. Oh, well, that's why you fucking listen. How about that? Well, you got to get to your point I said fast, fuck you yet? <laughs> you get to your point faster, I won't that's be ready to, like, snap back at you. 2021, New Year's resolution. The year of the sayings. I'm going to have a lot more one-liners. It's weird with Puig, though, because he, like, as a, fuck you as a player, <laughs> take ahead. off all the, like, off-the-field shenanigans. As a player, he fits the Yankees well. He's a power hitter. He's exciting. He's a big market guy, like, that kind of thing. Off the field, he's not even close to being a Yankee. He's problematic. He's 
kind of like a I compare him a little bit to like Antonio Brown, kind of a great that's player. That's exact kind of that's like funny you said. That's the exact thing energy. I was just thinking. And okay. like in that sense, he's not a Yankee. The Yankees don't put up with that. But interesting so like, that you brought that up, but even like the exact football team that is the Yankees, the Patriots took a chance on Antonio Brown. It may not have worked out, but they took a chance and that's why I'm saying the Yankees should at least fucking do it. Like I know no, they, I, agree, and I, I know agree they have that. this like consensus that everybody who plays must be a Yankee too. But you know what? This team full of Yankees who are great pinstripe guys haven't made it a World Series in a decade. So I think no. times oh, no. are times are changing. I think not times the are changing. The Yankees won 27 World Championships being the Yankees. The second they Okay, I'm just saying maybe you need to take a chance on one player. If you're going to no, take a chance on guys like Domingo Herman and say that he's a changed man, no, why can't why you do you, that I'm with that's why you do it. I'm saying that's why you do an incentive-based contract because he either lives up to what his expectations and gets compensated for that, and you give him a two million dollar base salary. So if he screws up, he's gone. And it, I'm we're with not, you. He's gone. He's, he's got the fun. ceiling to be, you know, an exactly. all-star for the next five years. Exactly. I'm with Antonio you. I'm Brown. all for yeah. it. Yeah. Let, let me just throw million dollars worth of incentives. If he noises. lives up to them, then he's worth yeah. the eight million that you I mean, pay. he's 29. So right, he's got five more years. If he can even become close to what he was with the Dodgers, you know, or anything like that, and I'm happy. And if he can put together five good seasons, I'm all for it. If he but gets- I'm with you. That comes that comes with the, you know, the stipulation, you know, behave, don't get fu- don't fucking put a black mark on the Yankees. Don't be Domingo Herman. Show that you're changed. Don't be a jackass, but that being said, I think he'd be really exciting. I mean, and this team needs some fucking excitement. I've never seen a team that good look that dead as they did in yeah. 2020. I they looked fucking miserable to be in. there. And, and he- I get it. There's other shit going on, but they looked miserable to be at the baseball field in 2020. And I think Puig's a little exciting, so I, I'm all for it. If he can hit 270 with 15 to 20 home runs because limited playing time and cause no substantial off-the-field drama, fine. I will give him my own dog shit paychecks to be a Yankee for that production. Sure. I just think in that sense, in a year you're trying to obviously get fans back in the stands. Like I would love to have some excitement going into the year. Obviously all the off the field stuff is a concern, but like, like I said, we have concerns internal with a guy like Domingo Herman who are, they're already turning the page on. They're saying he's going to be fine. He's going to be part of the rotation. He hit a woman. Yasiel Puig, last time I checked, didn't do that. He's just a head case. So to round it out, I think we, we had a great analogy saying that he's exactly like the Antonio Brown and a, and a very respected organization like the Patriots, who are the biggest comp to the Yankees in the football, took a chance on him. It may not have worked out, and it may not work out for us, but I think it's worth $2 million plus incentives. Yeah. Anybody's worth that. $2 million is what they pay fucking, like, Joe Schmo on a minor league deal made like around that. Like it's really so little risk. And in a year where we're claiming poverty, this is a good poverty signing. This is a low risk, super duper high reward. Assuming that's what they give him. Yeah. So like, that's the thing about Puig is like, we're all on the same page. Yes. If it's a reasonable deal, but if they go and they give him $10 million or something with not a lot of incentives, I will get right back on this podcast and probably sound a little bit contradictory and just say that that was the stupidest idea ever. Yasiel Puig is a career 277 hitter who hits a ton of dingers and is a very exciting player. He can run. He can. He has a rocket launcher attached to his arm. There's no downside. How do you do in the Dominican League? Do we have any idea? I know he played. I have no idea how he did. He's he's been like in and out in like so many different teams in the Dominican League. Are you looking at Baseball Reference, I was just looking. At yeah, it's like he's all over the place. Well, this Dominican League, he's played for the Toros. Yeah, late like his last game, he's you know he's played five games and he batted two thirty one, which is, means nothing. Yeah. With with Cleveland All last, sacrifice. with Cleveland last in twenty nineteen, he played forty nine games and he batted two ninety seven. I would take that if he could play forty games for us and hit two ninety seven and not cause problems. Fine. Yeah, I mean, so I think kind of like what you were talking about with Brett Gardner. If I know in a perfect world, if you could have either one. To do that job, like Gardner, sure, as the fourth outfielder. But like, uh, I don't even remember. I think it was Damon was saying, like, if Brett Gardner's there, he's not going to be that fourth outfielder. He's going to get regular playing time. If you're looking for a fourth outfielder, I take Puig every day. Yeah, or, yeah, I'm like one of the bigger guardy defenders, at least oh, me on too. this podcast. But 
I think, yeah, you're absolutely right. This is the point where now this is the year that I'm finally convinced that Guardy isn't really the uh Because the, up, the upside that Puig has in 2019 in the first half, because he got dealt from Cincinnati to Cleveland in that, in what deal was that? That was the JoJo Gray deal, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> that was a three-team deal with our, our buddy JoJo Gray, Damon's No, friend. that was this deal, the Dodgers to Cincinnati. He was, he was traded for Puig at one point, but... I mean, in Cincinnati, he played in 2019. He had 22 home runs, and then he went over to Cleveland. He played 100 games in Cincinnati, and then he played 49. I mean, also in 2019 after he was traded. Like, that's just – that's you, you want, we need guys who can play, and he can play. He's durable. He's probably on steroids, and that's why he can recover quickly. Like, I don't give a fuck. I We're love it. I love, I love the licking of the bat. I love the snapping it over your knee. I want excitement. We all – I freaked out when Clint did it over his knee. Imagine when this big fucking oaf is going to do. I think the the short answer to all this, in my opinion, is that I think it's a low risk thing that they should just that they should do. I, I don't see a ton of high risk anything. It's either you sign him for a low low deal. He wants to play great. Have him play. That's it. Like if it doesn't plan go. out, whatever. Off season plan. Bring back here. DJ. Bring back DJ. Sign Puig. Sign any uh, pitcher. Darren O'Day. Call it an off season. Whatever. How's this? Bring back Tanaka. The equivalent too. of. Signing Troy to Lewitsky when we did. I was actually with yo, less I, health issues. I was thinking the same thing because this was so like when I was saying that Rella was on that long tangent and I had like five things pop into my head. <laughs> Tulo was one of them. It was a low risk, high reward thing. And until Tulo got hurt, it was looking like it was worth every dime of it. Obviously, they're way different players, but like the same low risk. No, Tulo is the exact same player. A great analogy. But you sub out. Thing. You sub out the injury history for Tulo for uh, Puig's mental illness. Oh, yeah, they both have down. <laughs> I'll call it they're a broken. It's, it's the money ball thing. They're broken. No, it's yeah. Like, I mean, broken they as fucked up as it sounds, I'd take, a guy that's a, I'd take a guy that's a head case over a guy without fucking legs. Fuck it, I mean, Troy Tulowitzki was, like, paralyzed from the knee down. Do like, fucking yeah. do the Puig thing. Do a Scott Hatterberg thing and teach him how to catch. Whatever. We need a new catcher. You're going to play no, first base? It's very easy. It's incredibly difficult. It's incredibly difficult. I just difficult. have this, like, thought, and this is, like, the optimist in me, is, like, I just have this thought in my head of within the first five games of the season, Puig hitting one, like, 450 and then throwing his bat into the Tossing it into the air. And, like, oh, my God. And then like, I make I, a video. I have, that I have video the complete like, opposite. Thing. He goes, I got the image in my head of game, like, two, you know. We're feeling good. Puig's like, eh. And I see him hitting one, like, 361 and it being caught at the warning track and he's thrown his bat into the bleachers and everybody's like jesus oh, for the yeah for the other reason see, he's oh, a guy. oh, oh yeah. I, I see like he caught at the wall or out caught at the wall oh like, okay he yeah. just so pimped a fucking long fly out so, so you're talking about like a pimp job a, that he was out on or out of frustration I'm talking about a pimp job that was caught. Oh, okay. He's out. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what that's see that's what I feel like is gonna happen. Guess that's just, that's like what Voigt did in the playoffs when he had that triple off the wall in, in the yeah, wild card. That was game. electric and he pimped the fuck out of that and hit off the I wall. I know. And rightfully <laughs> so. He st- that big bastard still got to third. I will not take any Luke Voigt slander. Not about that. <laughs> Honestly, now I've never And he scored on the sack fly after that with a beautiful slide. With a fridge and a broken leg. <laughs> it's a little bit of a hot take. Quig might have been ahead of his time. Ahead of him. I like three. What, the kids play? Yeah, he was a little bit. No, I'm saying, like, if he was, like, the 23 year old Puig that was electric, now he would be, like, Tatis. I'm with you. That's that's what you're saying. It wasn't fully accepted, all that, like, on field antics and shit. I'm not going to lie. I didn't like him. I thought he was, like, yeah, everyone, everyone was like, "Ugh." Yeah, but Murph, yeah. you're yeah. that guy. Mur- Murphy's oh, uh, he's showing emotion. Blah. Yeah, yeah. Mur- no, no, Murph is a big. Uh, he's a he's an oldie. He's an old guy. He's just nah, like, I am. I'm, I you're am. Brian McCann of the podcast world. Just, you could come up with something better than that. That was the best. He's it's the worst. Fitting. You Brian McCann is the worst. Yeah, you are Brian McCann. But there's there's got to be somebody a little more flattering. I mean, fl- I'm just going by like he's he, he's <laughs> he doesn't like the let the kids play thing. You know, you, you no, don't find yeah, yeah. Madison Bumgarner. I would All love right. to be Brian McCann. That's a huge comp- compliment. That guy's a fucking tank. I was a catcher. Yeah, but he's a pussy. There you go. Like Murph. So, <laughs> I'm just saying, what are we saying here? Uh, to round out, one last thing on Puig. We want Puig. I That's want it. Puig. I just think, look, he's a spark. He's like, if he doesn't start that day, you bring him in, he hits a pinch hit home run, and he fucking tosses the bat literally a mile into the air. It lands on the five train, and it sends home. Like that's he's just the king. He could he could he could win over New York, 
everybody might not be fully on board with him, but all it takes is one moon rocket home run. And he's not even like like the home runner bust thing that we've all been like trying to get rid of, or at least I have. He is a career two seventy seven hitter. So like what are we talking about here? He's a guy who has ridiculous pop. He's he's clo- he's as toolsy as he gets. As toolsy that's on the market too. Used to be. As tools come, he's got a few. Used to be is a good uh good We're counting tools here. All right, what else do we got to talk about? He used to be a walking home. Do you want to talk now? about DJ a little bit, no, Didi a little bit? I think Murph did, but I don't have anything to say about Didi. Nothing about Didi? No, I mean, nothing really. I just, my mind changed on the idea of bringing him back based off one article I read today. So that's all. But, so, like, if he, I don't really necessarily think he should be a priority, but if worse comes to worse and spring training starts and we're in a tough spot and say we didn't sign DJ – it might not be the worst thing in the world. I think if we don't sign DJ or trade for Lindor, it's a no-brainer to me. Yeah, I feel like now, right now, it's so hard to even just like we're talking about like three different moves have to take place to then even think about Didi. Like, no, yeah, absolutely. He's like, like a, I, he's like a plan C behind like he's no, he's not a plan C. He's like the third move. He's the third move in like the plan B scenario. Like we would have to get other people before him, and then he'd be like the last move. But by I, think with the, I know what Murph's yeah, talking we need about. They go after pitchers. Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. Strictly pitchers. And then he made. Murph's talking about, about what swayed him was the article and the like five reasons to bring back uh, yeah. Didi. And the fifth reason on there was because you can wait until spring training. Yes, so that kind of exactly. ties back into what you were saying. They were like, they, I don't remember exactly. I kind of skimmed through it, but like there were like four teams who need a shortstop. DJ's like the fourth best shortstop on the list because you got. Uh, like the Simeons, Iglesias, I think just signed um, Anderson Simmons and Freddie Galvis. So I mean, he's better than Freddie Galvis and probably Anderson Simmons too. But like, he'd be he he wants to come back to New York. He's we'd probably get him in that situation if we were in a position that we need to shine, sign a shortstop. It I want Didi to be a career Yankee, or else my autographed jersey just looks fucking stupid that I spent all that money on. All right, why don't we get into our New Year's resolutions, and then we can sign off this episode because we're kind of starting to rant. But our New Year's resolutions, yeah, who's got a good one to start us off here? We might have well, Go ahead. Murphy, go great, for it. Time. It's not that great. Go for it. Yankees it's New Year's liter- resolution. It's literally just – it's very simple. It's just stop striking out. Make contact <laughs> like with that. the baseball. Zero strikeouts for the whole year. Gary Sanchez. Put the ball in play. Put the ball in play. Gary Sanchez was like the reason – I thought of this because I thought he was, like, tearing it up in the Dominican League. I haven't paid much attention, but apparently he didn't do as well as I thought. He had played 15 games, and he struck out 19 times. I don't Shocker. care about the Dominican League. I don't either, but, like, it's so it's just, it's just all right. I know you hate Gary Sanchez. You hate the Dominican League. Who are you talking it's just, about? I, it's all we got to I, talk I, about. It's I, all we have to talk about. Every time He's his name comes up, it's out. just a mute. He's shunned. Okay, I get it. He's but, like, shunned we, from you. I'm I'm all for it. Talk more shit about Gary Sanchez, please. No, I, I'm not. I'm not the biggest Gary Sanchez hater in the world. I, I'm not. I don't love the guy. I suck Gary's dick. But um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I just. The, I think the biggest thing that they need to do, other than figuring out starting pitching, is putting the ball in play because they strike out way too much. Yeah, I no mean, arms or legs is basically how you exist right now, Kevin. You don't do anything. That's my, Gary. That's oh, you should just that's edit it. that to say Gary instead of Kevin. I'm going I'm to. Sure Thank you. you. I'm going to do that now. I was gonna. <laughs> I was gonna say something similar, but in a different way. I was gonna say try and bat cumulatively for the team above 260. There's a lot to oh, ask for. Roll, no arms or legs is basically how you exist right now, Gary. Just, just played that. <laughs> no, no, uh, I, to, I subbed in my my voice. I th- it's definitely a reach. I think that we so as a team we batted. Uh, 247 last year, and I think a lot of guys underplayed. So I think if we're going to be able to, if we want to be able to play like a World Series team and have everyone firing, firing on all cylinders, I think we need to hit above 260. Take Gary Sanchez out of that. See what that number goes up to. If we if we hit above 260, 260, we're winning 100 games. I mean, I think that that's the goal in my eyes. I think that if that happens, the home runs are going to come. The, everything else is going to come. I, I think that that's like the biggest stat in my eyes. I know everyone's like, I don't give a fuck about batting average and all that kind of stuff. I think it's important. I think that getting hits leads to getting on base, and getting on base leads to runs. And um, I don't know. I think that if we can do that, we, we saw it, we saw it last year. We saw that when guys started to hit for average, we started to actually like win games and play like a baseball team, right? Like small ball, like not not like just trying to rely on the home run. So 
That's with uh, average comes, what I'm saying. With average comes great things. You get base runners, you get balls in play, you limit strikeouts. Hey, guess what else you get if you put the ball in play? Home runs. That's true. I got a couple New Year's resolutions. I also have a couple. I'll let you go first. I'm going to go first. Okay, please do. <laughs> so, uh, I, I want my New Year's resolution for the Yankees is I want them to absolutely pump steroids in Kyle Higashioka so we never have to hear about so-and-so, the name that starts with a G, who should not be named. I want them to pump Higgy with roids. I want him to just bring back the steroid era. I want to be the first one. If he gets caught, so what? Like, he still hit 40, 40 bombs in a half a year. I want him to be on pace to break the fucking home run record. Barry Bonds, see you later. Who are you? I want Kyle Higashioka to be that guy because he could be. He could do it defensively. He can spin it by the dish. I think that's my New Year's resolution so we don't have to see Gary. But in a, in a more real sense, which this isn't off the table. I like steroids. You should use steroids. <laughs> uh, steroids will make the game more fun. If you bring in Puig, you can split some. But in a more real want? sense on the, on the Higgy note, I would like to see a... Uh, more use out of Higgy. I think you guys could have predicted that to be my one of my resolutions because I'm not a. I don't like Gary and I'm ready to give up. But I I know that we won't. But I would like to see at the end of the year. How about this? I would like to see a majority use or game started out of Kyle Higashioka. I want if it's 51%, that so be it. I want the majority use to be him, and I think that's uh, I think that's realistic because you know he's getting one out of every five from Garrett Cole. So I, I think it's it's somewhat realistic, and that's what I want to see. Because, I mean, Higgy has been on the, on the team for 13 or so years, and, like, let the guy either fail or flourish on his own power. Like, let him throw him out there, see what he can do. You saw what Gary could do, and, you know, I, I think sometimes maybe Gary needs a little bit of, like, okay, you're, you're legitimately going into the year as the backup, and maybe that'll light a fire under him in, in, if they split time. So that's what I want out of Higgy. Uh, another thing I do want, and I think all Yankees fans want as a resolution, is a a please, a please, 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 a fully healthy Severino when he comes back. And I think that's something that is, it, it, it helps us so much because there, we're talking about the offseason and we need to get pitchers. And everybody says that like the deadline, when you get, we got people back from injury last year and that's basically like a deadline move, like. You know, I, I would like to stop that narrative. I would like to just have oh, he- I would like to have healthy players because then we don't have to. Then we can actually sign an extra person and make that a deadline move. A real deadline move would be a deadline move rather than getting back one of your players that should have been playing anyway. But I would like Severino to come back and be the player, the electric player that we remember. And I don't think that's so much to ask for, but I know with the Yankees it is. But I mean, if he comes back and. I don't even think this is a situation where you say if he's even a shell of himself because he's still so young and he's still so talented. He just needs to stay healthy. And I think, I mean, we see a lot of people don't come back off Tommy John be the same player, but then they see some players come back and they throw harder. So you never know what you're going to get. So I, that's my my biggest one is the I really want to see what Severino can bring. Because if, if Sevy brings 2017 Sevy, is that what it was the last time he was nasty? If he brings whatever mm-hmm. year, whatever year that was, uh, twenty eighteen, he actually pitched in that wild card. And he was shaky. I remember he came back, and then that was it against the Athletics. But if we get a Sevy to be back to what we know and love, he would, what he can be, and what it, all of the the hype was around him, I think that makes this team catapult to a World Series contender and make it. Like we already are a World Series contender, even though we shit on them a ton. I think having a healthy and dominant Sevy back paired with Garrett Cole. And then whatever else you have after that, if we bring back Tanaka, if we have Devi lights out, if Domingo's anything of what he once was, then we're talking about a little better of a rotation. So I think Severino is an enormous piece that if things go right with him, a lot goes right with the Yankees. And I think he's just the, he's the key to a lot of this. That's my TED Talk. It's a good point. <clears throat> All right. Pretty good I, points, I right? Two good ones. Clip that. Two good ones. Which, which ones? Both of them. Which ones? The, to my horn. Higashioka and Severino. They're good two, two good points. The two you said. Yeah. The two we just talked Brace about. Yourself. I got I got two great ones coming myself. All right, we'll hurry up because we got. I might think of another one. Too. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Go well, ahead. Okay. So number one, um, I would like the first resolution, kind of broad, 
I want to be able to go back to a game. I want all of this <laughs> yeah. to kind of resolve. Keep a civil bang. I like it. That's my I, favorite one. I want a chicken I want, bucket. I want to go sit in a stadium. Yo, I would I murder someone for a chicken bucket. Home run, <laughs> and I want every single beer. I want every Coke. I want every icy. I want every. Don't talk to him. It's a PG 13 podcast. <laughs> it's a family podcast. Okay, so excuse me. Family environment. Market zero, Bing. Okay. Well, that's resolution one. I think. No, that was a great resolution. Thank Let you. that not be diminished by by somebody's trigger finger over there with pressing said. random buttons. All right. I see you gearing up. Go ahead and do it before I get to resolution. No, Damon's two. fucking pill alarm went off. Damon's a pill popper. Um, Resolution two is for Brian Cashman. I need him to sit down and learn how to acquire pitching. That is my second resolution. All of my like memories of him acquiring pitching outside of free agent signings, you know, Cole and Sabathia and whatever, are just dog shit. Paxton, Sonny Gray, whatever. Figure something out there. Sit down. I don't care if you need to hire somebody else. You need to do it. I would rather have him hire somebody that can fucking evaluate pitching before we sign another player. Figure that out first, and let's roll. That's my second resolution. Anyway. I actually have one to add, if if you don't mind. I, I kind of thought of it. Oh, I don't mind, Murphy. All right. Um, I think that we should Please. start to stretch pregame. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Because every single time Giancarlo Stanton or Aaron Judge bends over to tether shoe, they pop a hammy or a calf or something. Like, get a good, get a nice pregame stretch routine going on. Do some yoga. Do something. Let's get some team yoga. Yeah, I yeah, mean, this is the yoga. most I would offensive. Love to see, like, eight a.m. Everybody in the outfield and you know yep. four by five rows just doing yoga. <laughs> I'm with you. Susan I mean this in the most offensive way possible that Stanton looks like me trying to run the fucking bases. And that's not good. Yeah. Stretch out your fucking legs and run to second without tearing an ACL, MCL, and pulling a hammy. I agree. They, it, it, if, we, if we could just stay off the IR, that'd be great. That's just not going to happen. If Stanton can oh, play 100 games, I'm happy. What are we talking? If all nine of our games starters DH? can play 100 games. If he can DH 100 games, I, I mean, think if we're talking an everyday fucking, DH, that would be I think a Christmas should, miracle. No, I think I'm I'm asking for. I mean, we'll break this down more on his in his uh, roll call episode. But I I need more than that. I I'm not happy with 100. A, a DH. Oh, for Stan. I need more than. I'm that. not happy with 100, no. but compared well, to like 11. I mean, like there's we we do play against National League teams. They're not going to do that DH rule. So, like, 100. That That's most of the game. So, that you bring him a good point. So, now like now that he's declared an everyday DH because we have to f- protect him for whatever reason, he's just not available in National League games? What if we have, or end up in the no, World Series? No, I think it's good. He can pinch hit. You're going to have to pinch hit for the pitcher. Let so, he's in the World Series. So, he's our highest paid player. So, we're going to bring him player. in cold? World so, Series, different story. <laughs> so, yeah, World so he's series one of our highest paid players, and he's just not going to be playing the field just because he's an everyday DH, and we're in the World Series of the playoffs, and we're away, and he, he's just I don't not, think there's not anything, a team. I don't think we have any indication of even – I think that what we have in our head of what our World Series roster looks like will be way different from what it actually will be. And it's either going to be one of two things. Either we're going to need to play him in the outfield and take that risk, or somebody's going to be good enough where we're not going to need to. It's one or the other. All right. That is enough for me. I'm getting phone calls left and right. People want to hear about my day. I don't know why. but You started out in the real world. Yeah. You don't have to be shy. Oh, I'm no shy person, Bing. All right? Why don't you get that through your fucking thick skull and go watch the 2017 baseball game that you were watching before? I'm going to fucking go watch it with a smile on my face. Thank All right, you. All right I got to pee. Let's wrap it up. All right. That will do it for me. If you guys have any other closing comments. Let's do something. I think that'll be it. And like I said earlier in this episode, this was kind of a maj podge of just nonsense. But we, we, we got into some good topics. We ended up talking about some good things. But like we said, uh, we are going to start doing the roll call episodes like if you haven't heard them before, they're, they are a lot of fun. They're bite-sized episodes, 15 minutes apiece. Uh, we're going to break down every player on the active Yankees roster, and we're going to project what you think they're going to do, the storylines surrounding them, and just where they fit, how they did last year, look at everything about that player you possibly could think of. 
and they're a lot of fun. We're going to release them uh, much more sporadically throughout the off season leading up to the season, and you might you should expect two of them a week, along with every week podcasts like this one, just about current topics and things like that. So, without further ado. See you guys at 161st Street, hopefully, soon. All the guys at 161st Street, I just have two words for you. See ya! Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.